here with our special guest, Kane. And Kane, I, I would introduce you, but, you know, the guy that went and got a billboard <laughs> and is up to amazing things. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, from Toronto, obviously, as yep. we know, um, I met the Spark family through my nightlife endeavors when I was very young, um, and they've seen me grow. Uh, you know, I started off in nightlife, built that network, leveraged it during the pandemic, got into medical supply distribution, um, started obsessing over real estate, saying, you know, I was going to get my realtor license when I dropped out of college, uh, but obviously just did wholesale, um, wholesale yep. real estate, distressed leads, um, moved to Miami during the pandemic. Uh network exploded started leveraging these connections and um right now i'm uh, building a airbnb arbitrage property management uh, business and we're we're turning that into a fund amazing so yeah. for the people at home explain what does that look like to someone that's listening and potentially someone that you're servicing directly because that's not going to be everyone yeah so let's talk about that. So, yep. you know, the amazing thing with this new techno technological revolution, you know, this is the era of the middleman, right? Uber owns no cars. Netflix, yep. well, now they own movies, but before they didn't own their own movies, yep. right? Um, Airbnb, yep. the biggest short-term rental platform, doesn't own their own properties, right? So uh, growing up, I, I consider myself very lucky. I think it's a big, a big timing thing when I was born. I'm a 99, so I'm 23. I was born with a phone, basically. Yeah. Um, and there's just so much opportunity out there. Uh, so growing up, I was obsessing. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I was obsessing over real estate, real estate, real estate. Um, as soon as I made money during the pandemic, I went, I bought four pre-constructions at the top of the market. Um, but that didn't, you know, that didn't, uh, you know, satisfy my hunger i wanted to figure out a way to build a business with low uh with leverage like leveraging and that i found the short-term rental strategy um so i found a way basically where we leverage people's properties with a normal traditional lease obviously you get a lot of pushbacks it's not as easy as it seems you can't just go sign a lease and airbnb a property yeah. but we leverage other people's properties that we don't own to list it on short-term rental uh platforms in turn to make a profit so that's the whole arbitrage you look at uber and all that stuff um so for anyone that's relatively young it's one of the best ways especially in canada with inflation and the high interest rates it's nearly impossible for people my age to purchase a house right but how can we leverage these houses to make cash flow on a whole nother level i'm talking two to three x cash flow a month on the on the rent and the only way to do that is through the arbitrage model. Um, so I figured out a secret sauce. I figured out the systems. Basically, prop it's property management. There's different risk factors, and that's why my my company has three different models. Um, but it's all the same service, all in all. It's property management, yeah. upkeep of property, you know, coordination of the maids, and basically accounting and price strategy and marketing right that's basically what the business is based around um so yeah in, in very simple terms arbitrage is leveraging other things that you don't own to make money got it yeah and what would you say would be the biggest hurdles that you've had to overcome or perhaps because we've talked about it a little bit before you're in different markets which you can touch a base on a yeah. little bit too but what were some of the biggest hurdles to grow that and, and have that go I think just building the the self the delusional self confidence to believe that you can lead a team, you can lead this and do this, and 
go into a business not knowing what it is and figuring it out. You know, I do many different things and I credit it all to relationship building and key partnerships. And I've observed from, you know, people, my older associates that are very successful and I learned from them and I read a lot when I was younger. Um, but definitely my biggest hurdle was building that self-confidence to be able to just figure it out and to be able to fall down and get back up. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, that, that was definitely the biggest hurdle. And, and, and also, I think self-confidence right now is pretty good if we're, if we're on billboards. hundred percent, you know, and that was actually it. one of, uh, that was a pivotal moment. You know, I was, what was I, 20, 19, I was 20 yeah. and you know, um, it was the first time I made money. Like, you know, I made my first six figures that month and I yeah. went and basically spent half of it on billboards and marketing and people didn't understand it at first. But like I said, I'd rather be the business than own the business. Yeah. So anything that I touch comes with my brand, you know, and that's what I learned from Grant Cardone. When I was younger, I used to read his books and <clears throat> I saw him dump so much money into marketing himself. Same thing as like realtors and stuff like you are the business, yeah. right? So, um, but that definitely did boost my confidence, you know, putting myself up there on the same streets I used to work on in the nightlife scene yeah. and, and seeing myself there. It was just like, a, you know, a promise that I made to my little, my, my younger self and to believe myself to be that person on that billboard. Yeah. Bet, betting on yourself. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Amazing. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about what would it cost for someone that would, was interested in doing that. Um, and maybe you want to tie to a specific market. I'll let you take it from, from here. So the barrier to entry in arbitrage is relatively simple. Just like any other lease, I'm sure 90% of people who live on their own have signed a lease. Okay. First, last deposit, right? It's That's the traditional way. Obviously, like I said, it's not as easy as I make it seem in terms of convincing somebody, hey, let me lease your property and let me make three X on it every month. You keep your, your rent and let me do my thing. Yeah. It's, it's not as simple as it seems, um, but it's, you know, like I said, if our typical ticket price for our automation, uh, we're looking at t uh, five to 15,000 a month, that times three. Um, but mind you, you could definitely, the barrier entry, like if you don't have a lot of money, you could go get a one bedroom, right? Uh, for, 1500 and you put up what's 15 times three is 45 yep. um 4500 up front and then but now you're liable so this is the thing it's not just the upfront barrier to entry it's also being able to one do your property research know that that's a good area that'll cash flow because if you get stuck in a 12-month lease you're liable for that payment every single month that's where the risk comes yep. in so if you have 4500 dollars right now to your name don't go do this yep. you need to be able to float the cost Worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, but that's also where the management comes in, which is zero risk. And we just do management. 20% of the net. So if a property generates 10,000, we make 2,000. That is the easiest barrier to entry in terms of the property management slash arbitrage game. Um, but if you're a bit on more on the risky seer side, you got 15, 25,000 saved up. You could go get a $1,500, $2,000 uh, monthly rent ticket price. Uh, and easily you know start that up and be able to generate your two to three x but like i said it's all property research and locations everything and uh you know the environment that your property and your audience is everything so we like to stick to the luxury that's why we deal with higher ticket um you know monthly rents uh because you know with the recession coming i don't see i see occupancies going down in terms of the short rental market for the middle class but obviously, as we know, in recessions and depressions and times of chaos, the rich get richer. So yeah. I like catering to it. I love luxury just personally. I love like beautiful properties like the one we're in. Yeah. Like, this would be this is like exactly what we target yeah. um, because 
it's you know what I can make on a property like this. I can make it'll it'll take me ten smaller properties to make what I make on one property. So it's quality over quantity. Yeah. There's guys that have three hundred to five hundred units, but God forbid there's a recession yep. and people can't don't want to go rent a one bedroom or a studio. Right? What happens? You ha you're liable for three to five hundred more leases to pay yeah. monthly, right? Whereas with this, people are always going to want to travel, especially where we are right now in Florida, and yeah. you know that's why I'm also very excited for the uh, the spark, the spark uh, growth here. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, can you elaborate a little bit on arbitrage? Yeah. So the definition of arbitrage is basically taking something that you don't own and leveraging it somewhere else in another marketplace or in, in another uh, or market it in a certain way where you're making a margin, right? It's arbitrage. I'm taking something and, yep. and, and putting it somewhere else and making profit off of it, but I don't own it per se, yep. right? Um, and then that's for, for everyone watching, agreements set up with that person that you're first dealing with, let's say in your case, your long-term lease and creating that agreement where you're able to operate. Yes, yep. so the, tip, the way it works is, you know, there's the landlord, there's passivity who is us and the investor so the investor we are kind of like think of it as a consultant in terms of the investor so we take their documents we submit it for them we find the property for them we run the numbers for them and we manage it for them so it's completely 100 percent automated yeah. um, but they're dealing directly with the homeowner in terms of payment they're not paying us we don't have any up upfront fees right yep. so that's that's where the arbitrage comes in right but you could also do this on your own you don't need a company like mine you could go and find uh you know a property owner who's open to you operating um his unit as a short-term rental right yeah but i think the biggest thing what i've been hearing is that you know call it your secret sauce but really it's your time and energy and knowledge and experience that you've now gathered by doing this of knowing what markets and how they perform and again servicing people that are looking for more of a turnkey kind of operation knowing that you got that under wraps and can create that roi for them exactly no uh, yeah. the, when i was coming up with the brand name i named it passivity because we're passive so for our landlords we're a passive solution yeah. with less headaches and more cash flow, offering you more movement within your investment when we're pitching a landlord, yep. right? And then on the management side. And then when we're pitching a landlord to let us arbitrage their property, it's like, we're going to keep your property in tip-top condition. It's a business. So you don't have your typical long-term rental headaches, yep. right? Your headaches are, are more on the short-term rental side of things, but it's constantly your property's being upkept in sellable condition. Right? And, and you guys could take notes. You guys should take notes because these are the selling points that you're going to use. So your property's upkept in sellable condition. This is a business, so we have to make sure it's, it's taken care of as if it was a hotel. Yeah. Versus with a long-term lease, you may have headaches with a, a bad tenant. Right? We also offer, and this is something you guys should offer as well when you're uh, you know, dealing with a landowner, is an like uh, option for them to terminate. So now it's like, if you guys don't like this, you could terminate as well on top of that you guys could come in and check out the property on a monthly basis for your own comfort whereas in a long-term lease they're not really allowed doing that in most cases or you have to submit a long uh you know uh, uh, a notice right yeah. to, to be able to come inspect it amazing so i'm an investor i have fifteen thousand dollars run me through what would that cost so if you have fifteen thousand dollars um and let's say you have $50,000 willing to invest, but you have more money elsewhere, right? So typically, you know, like I said, let's say we find a place, it's in a great area, 
It has a good occupancy rate when we do our property analysis, okay. and it has a good nightly rate. Like I said, we aim for that two to three X. So we would only bring you a property with those specifications yeah. and requirements. We're not just going to bring you a normal property, yeah. right? That's why you're working with us. And you're fighting, so, fighting uphill if you're doing that. Exactly, yep. Yep. exactly. So with that being said, let's say the rent's $5,000. First, last deposit, 15000 you put down. But now you're liable every single month for that lease. That's the, I'm going to start with the pros because the, I mean, I'm going to start with the cons because you know, I, it sounds amazing when you talk about the pros, but it's also very risky, yeah. right? Because now you're liable to pay $5,000 a month. God forbid we get no bookings or yeah. something happens or something. Yeah. So something. another 50 grand for 10 months. Exactly. Yeah. So you're looking at a, and this is the thing. It's not on a month to month basis. You're looking at over a year, yeah. right? Cause some months you have lower occupancies. Some months you have higher. So, Let's say we're doing the property analysis and in that area, give or take, for 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 numbers sake, around $500 is the going rate for yep. a unit like yours in that area. And typically, we do not find or look for properties with less than a potential 70 to 90% occupancy. Yep. So we assume 70, which is about, I believe, 21 nights out of the month. Yep. Um, so your overhead is $5,000 a month. We only go for furnished to make our lives easier. We just come in and put it online. Yep. Um, $5,000 overhead a month. We rented out $500 a night on average. Call it and 20 nights, you're at 10 grand. Exactly. Yeah. So there's your double right there, yep. right? And that's on the conservative side. Like I said, we have different, we have different, uh, you know, secret sauces, I guess you could say, that we could increase that occupancy higher, but we always assume 70% um, because it's, it's on the lower side of our yep. numbers. Run us through what is your cost for, for your service? So we work on a for-profit uh, model, mm -hmm. meaning, you know, we don't, if, if, if you don't pay, if we don't pay your rent off with our services and marketing and management, we make no money. We only work on a net profit basis, which is, I believe is pretty unique because a lot of these automation companies, um, they have a hefty upfront fee just for the service, mm -hmm. right? With us, we're that confident that we could bet on ourselves to make sure we're profitable. So we work on a net profit basis and that's a 50% net profit basis, being yeah. a completely automated business for the investor because a lot of people don't have time, knowledge or experience. Everyone has their jobs, yeah. right? You can't have a nine to five managing a yeah. property full time. It's, yeah. You're not going to be able to do And again, it. we want to mention earlier too, you're looking to service people that are looking for that service. Yes. You know, yes. That's important people that, that don't have a lot of time, right? Yeah. So people pay for convenience, yeah. right? That's so, why we could justify what we charge. Yeah. So if we're looking, let's say a hundred thousand dollar profit at the end of the day, the service fees would be around 50,000. Exactly. Yeah. And but that's, again, and that's net, right? So like that's after restocking. Yep. Let's say there's utilities in the deal. That's after utilities. Yep. If we have to buy new sheets, that's out of that as well. Until we're at a net profit, that's yep. when we come in and make Got our it. money. Yeah. And again, that's for turnkey solution yep. investment. Okay. Awesome. Where can people find you online? You can find me at uh, Kane Wave, K-A-N-E-W-A-V. Um, you can find Passivity at Passivity Properties or our website, Passivity.co. Um, you can find me uh, at LinkedIn at Kane Wave. Yeah, pretty much everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for today. Thank you, the audience, for watching. What would it cost? Comment, like, share, and subscribe on YouTube or any preferred audio platform. Thank you for tuning in.